This podcast is brought to you by Alliance Motor Auctions. Has your car shit itself? Then you've got to go with Alliance. It's the easiest way to buy a quality car at a very competitive price. Located in Moorbank, New South Wales. Call 02-9822-7200 or visit www.allianceauctions.com.au South Coast Window Furnishings. Have your window furnishings shit themselves? Then you've got to get in touch with SCWF. They service the south coast of New South Wales from Wollongong to Bermagui. Give Jamie a call for a free quote on 0408 812 007 or like them on Facebook at South Coast Window Furnishings. Elite Sports Physiotherapy. Has your back or another part of your body shit itself? Then look no further than ESP. Established in 2006, Elite Sports Physiotherapy provides physiotherapy and massage services to the people of Melbourne. Located on the mezzanine level, 13-15-1 Freshwater Place in Southbank, Melbourne. Give them a call on 03-8640-0328 or visit elitesportsphysio.com.au today. Also, special thanks to verse.com.au for putting the finishing touches on this podcast. Cheers. Hello, hope you're well. My guest this episode is my dentist, and that is Melbourne-based dentist, Dr. Namisha Bhatia. I first met Namisha a few years ago when I needed a filling in one of my molars. Uh, she did a fantastic job, and uh, she's been my dentist ever since, basically. And pretty much now that we've struck up a good patient-doctor relationship, I feel comfortable in asking her some hard-hitting questions regarding the dentistry world. This is Taking It Easy with Daniel Connell. Namisha Bhatia, thanks for taking it easy with me today. How are you? I'm good, thanks, Dan. Thanks for having me today. No worries at all. We, uh, you're currently joining me in my car in Port Melbourne. We, um, we we're going to go to some cafes and things, but they were quite loud, so we just went to the car. So thanks for joining me in the front seat. Uh, you've just finished a shift this morning, is that right? Yes, that's correct. Well, uh, it's my lunch break now, actually. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Well, thanks very much for uh, spending your lunch break in my car talking about your job. Um, obviously, you're a dentist. Did you pull any teeth this morning or do any fillings? No, not much this morning. It was a quiet morning. Oh, really? Just general? The way I like it for a Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> Just general checkups and things like that? Yes. Yeah, yeah. nice one. Now, when did dentistry become an interest for you? Um, dentistry became an interest for me um, back in 2006 and seven. I started off studying engineering and um, and that didn't really click with me. I, fa- I figured out after a year of, st- of into it. Um, and then, yeah, I changed to dentistry. Great. So uh, it's a bit of a engineering to dentistry is quite a a change. Yes. What what was it about dentistry that was appealing? Did Te- you teeth in- for one? <laughs> That's a good start. That's probably yeah. crucial to take up dentistry. I'd say teeth would be the top of your interests if you wanted to do that. Yep. Yep. And um, I don't know. I was just always interested in the health sciences and. Um, it's also, I suppose, the lifestyle and the working hours. Oh, right, right. So, so where did you grow up? I grew up in Brisbane. Oh, really? Yeah. What part? 
in um, Indrapilly. Okay, yeah. lovely place to grow up. Excellent. So, um, and then I went to university after that to study engineering in Sydney because I wanted to run away from Brisbane and just have a change of lifestyle. And then yep. when engineering didn't work out, I moved back to the Gold Coast, yep. so back to Queensland to continue my studies. Okay. Yeah. And when you were when you were younger, before you you know when you start, did you ever pull your own teeth out or anything like that? And did that maybe trigger no, an interest in you? I like thought of put tying. the string around the. Yeah, the doorknob, yeah. I did. I did think about doing that, <laughs> but then decided against it. <laughs> so, how long uh, for a dentist? How long do you have to study for uh, before you become fully qualified? About five years. Five years from start to finish. Yeah. Uh, and then, can you do extras on top of that after the five years is finished? Or um, you can, after you've worked for a couple of years, you can apply for post graduation, and you can do extra. Um, with some courses, you can do a sixth year. You can do um, some research. Yep. Okay. Mm. So, you studied in, in Sydney for that five years? No, Gold Coast. Oh, sorry, Gold Coast. Gold sorry, Coast. you went to Sydney for the engineering. Yes. Back to Gold Coast to study. Okay, okay. Uh, and and when you're practicing in that five years, uh, are, you, are you practicing on volunteers? Is it just people, the public, general public that come in and you can practice on well, their teeth? firstly... We start practicing in our second year on on dummies. This dummy was called Dexter. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and then the year after, we first started learning local anesthesia on each other so that we'd know what it felt like to get injected. And really? So, correct. So, you, and so we, you're we, sitting down and needling each other in the mouth? Correct. It, was, it wasn't fun. <laughs> that sounds horrible. We had a lot of accidents. <laughs> Did you know that going in, that that's, that, that's what happens? That you no, to, not at all. Oh, really? No, not at all. And then after that, you, you upgrade to real patients. Yeah. So, it's the public health system. It was Queensland Health. So, we had patients through them. Yeah. And then we continue to practice on all of you guys. Right. And then one day we retire. That's how it all works. <laughs> I find that fascinating that you uh, did. You, was there times where you needle someone up t- with too much? Yeah, too much or too fast or yeah, too less, and then you start yeah. pulling the tooth out. <laughs> <laughs> did you get any dud students that like hurt your mouth, like putting the needles in? Or yes, yeah, definitely, yeah. <laughs> Didn't know what they were doing. Well, <laughs> and can we just go back to the dummy as well, Dexter? How's that work? So I'm I'm picturing like a full body dummy, but you only need to worry about the mouth. So is it is it a mouth full of? Yeah, it was like a he- a head with a mouth, and yes. then the teeth that you could take out. Yeah, teeth that you could actually take out to drill into if you were having difficulties with your oh. orientation, and and you could cheat while the uh, while the demonstrator wasn't looking. Yeah. And real, uh, real teeth or just simulated plastic teeth. Plastic teeth. Yeah, I find that really fascinating. I, I never would have known that you would have to needle other other students. Uh, I just think that sounds. I suppose it's better than some poor volunteer going in and yeah. copying it and never going to the dentist again. Um, did you ever? Did you, I've heard of friends that go in and you get really cheap dentist work if you go. To someone that's quite new, is that is that a thing? No, I don't think so. Oh no, maybe they're just if they're bootleg re- yeah. dentists or something. 
Well, if you're a recent grad or even if you're really experienced, it'll de- the price will depend on the, pra- the dental practice. So no matter how experienced you are, it'll be the same cost across the practice ah, for, say, right. a filling or a crown. So, so t- now fast forward to you've done your studies on Dexter, you've finished your five years, you move into a dentist for the first time. Was it quite nerve-wracking doing your first tooth filling or extraction? Yeah, I remember shaking quite a bit, but I remember... <laughs> Which probably isn't ideal. <laughs> yeah, but I remember the patient was more nervous than I was, so they probably didn't realise how nervous I was. I did I did extract the right tooth, so that was a good start. That, that was is, good. Yeah, yeah, that, that's definitely a, a, a positive. Um, now, yeah, I imagine like putting a needle into someone's mouth when your hands are shaking isn't ideal no but you obviously you've needled the right when i've had fillings before from you and very great at doing fillings uh, all teeth work mind you you're my dentist <laughs> um, i feel like you put a lot you put quite a lot of little pricks in to the gum to pull out a tooth or, or to do a filling how many do you uh, sort of need two or three either side to of the do a filling just one yeah um, but to pull out a tooth sometimes you want to numb up different nerves so you ah, put a okay. A few little, few little pricks, yeah. yeah. Oh, is it only one for a filling? For the filling, generally one. Sometimes we do two if it's a you know if it's a molar and it's got two uh, roots. Ah, yeah. yeah, right. So it's sort of one per root. One. Mm. Yep. Yeah, okay. Now, uh, once you were qualified um, and you're you're into the you know you're a fully qualified dentist, was it hard to find work originally? No, not when I graduated. I I, I had a job. In August, and I was graduating in December, so I had a job ready to go for the year after. However, now it's quite hard. The couple of right? years after I graduated, it was quite hard. And what 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 do you put that down to? Is it just an influx of people wanting to be dentists? Is Correct. That... Yes, too many graduates every year. <laughs> Not enough jobs. <laughs> Not enough jobs. Yeah. So you started at the right time, then, obviously. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> and is a long term goal for most people to get into dentistry to to own your own practice or to have your own business eventually? No, or? not for everyone because dentists are generally contractors. So, yes, some people do have that goal. Some people who don't want to deal with, say, staff issues and other other issues at, at the end of the day, maybe they don't want their own practice. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah there is a lot more involved, isn't there? Is, is, is the money still pretty reasonable uh, once you first come out of um, – I spoke to a, a vet on an episode – Recently, and, and and obviously this is a different profession, but the uh, the salary for a vet starting out was a lot lower than I expected. Is it is it reasonable for a dentist once you first start working um, straight out of studies? I know your it's studies? decreased in the last many years. So you know when you graduate, um, generally you are a, on commission. Um, however, nowadays they get a lower salary because um, I guess employers don't have to pay you as much because there's so many new grads looking ah, for work. Yeah, right. So, yeah. Oh, that sucks, doesn't it? <laughs> Everything drops down. And, what, and were you, were your hours when you start out as a, as a, as a dentist, are they, are they long hours when you're working for someone and you're, you're a first-year person or do they really they're probably normal hours but they probably feel really long because um when you're at university you're used to seeing two patients a day and for this one patient you get sometimes an hour and a half sometimes three hours and when you graduate you have to see say you know multiple patients a day and for the same procedure you've got to cut your time in 
less to less than a half. And ah, okay, yeah, yeah. So you do get when you first graduate, you do get tired, but at the end of the day, but then you get used to it. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, so how long now? Uh, we're here today. How long now have you been a dentist for fully qualified? Uh, about seven years. Seven years, yeah. right? And do you feel like Just you've over got a seven? Yeah. yeah. Do you feel like you've got a, a handle on everything, or do you feel like you you're learning? Still all the time? Is it something that I'm takes a long time? I'm still learning all the time. Yeah. Still learning from from my own cases, from other dentist cases when we discuss things, what went right, what didn't go right. So you continue to learn throughout your career. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I suppose that's with anything. And, and you'd have new new technologies coming in all the time, wouldn't you, Correct, as well? Yeah. yeah. New, new technology come in all the time, like, like Invisalign. Invisalign's... Yeah. Great. Invisalign is great, <laughs> but it but it's new. It's you know, yeah. it's rel- it's new compared to a lot of the other procedures that we do. Yeah, and is that is that when you get something new, is that on you to learn how to use it, or do you, do you have is there classes they run for all dentists? They run that, courses yeah. and classes and ongoing support. Okay, yeah, that's good to know for us patients. Isn't yes, it? That definitely. You know what you're doing before you give it a crack. Um, what's the most common procedure you do? Uh, like on a daily basis, what, is, is it? I'm guessing. I would. I'd just guess like a checkup would be a common thing, or is it? Is is fillings? Probably fillings. Really? Yeah. So that means our teeth aren't in great condition, or uh, uh, are people generally coming in for a, a checkup, and then you're saying, "Oh, you need it." Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah, they come in for a checkup, and then you find fillings or a couple of holes. A couple of holes that need to be filled. Yeah. Is that right. Uh, do you come across many? Like difficult patients in your in your seven years, do you, do you get many people that are yeah. just difficult and, and say you say they've gone in for a checkup? You know they hate the dentist and they think it's a rip off. They come in and you tell them you need two fillings and they're like, no, I don't. Just shut up. Get, let me get let me go. Sort of thing. Do you get people like that? Yeah, we do. We we do. But as long as we've we've told them what they feel they need and what as long as we feel that we've done the right thing by them. That's that's our job done, you know, and that's that, all you can do. Yeah, that's all yeah. you can do, and um, so you don't you don't say, hey, no, listen, or you just let them go. I okay. do try and convince them, but if they don't listen, and that sometimes if they're really difficult, you don't want them there anyway, so you triple the price. And no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm going to cut the just kidding part out there. Um, so if a patient was being difficult, right, so you said you need a feeling, would you give them more or less numbing agent? More because you don't want them disturbing <laughs> you. Oh, right. Yeah. I, I asked. You don't go less so they feel the pain more? Um, no. I asked a dentist <laughs> friend this question once and he said to me, I just numb them up with saline so it doesn't really? do anything. <laughs> <laughs> he was being serious? No, he's joking. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> no, if they're being difficult um, and, um, you know, you feel that they're going to be a problem, you, you try and refer them off to a specialist maybe right. or, yeah, and in terms of numbing, yeah, I try and give them more numbing or offer them the laughing gas. <laughs> maybe that will ease them up a bit. Yeah, right. So, so the key is to put them at ease and that makes your life easier. <laughs> right, okay. So have you ever pulled a tooth out of a difficult patient just – out of spite, like they didn't really need it to be pulled, but you're like, no, nope, it's got to come out because uh, you want them to uh, feel a bit of pain because they've annoyed you. Have you ever done that? 
pulled a tooth out of spite? No, no, not really, not yet. But that is a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great idea. I'll keep it in mind. I, I reckon I'd be pulling teeth out of spite constantly if I was a dentist. Um, just left, right and centre. <laughs> what about, uh, is bad breath a problem for a dentist? Like, I feel like patients would have bad breath a lot and you've got to deal with that on a daily basis. Um. Generally, if they're, you know, heavy smokers and a lot of patients that are really nervous, I find they smoke just before coming. Like where I work in Armadale, you, you've, there's a big window and often I can see my patient out there smoking <laughs> just before they come into the yeah, room and that does cause a bit of bad breath. So, <laughs> so what we do is we just tell them um, we've got to disinfect your mouth before we <laughs> and we give them a minty mouthwash. Is that right? That's the oldest trick in the book. That's a great idea. So I know if I ever get the minty mouthwash that I, <laughs> my breath stinks. Um, that's great. Little inside tips. That's good because I'm really keen to uncover some sort of dentist secrets today. Like I, I feel like similar, I find like dentists, mechanics, those sort of professions, a lot of the time you don't know what's sort of, what's going on behind the scenes and you can't see what's going on in your mouth at the time you're being worked on, you don't know, you know, where those, you know, if it's, if actually things are happening and things like that. So I'm really keen to find out some more uh, tricks of the trade. Like, um, tell me whether this is true or false. This is something I've been really keen to ask a dentist for years. I had my wisdom teeth out when I was 18 or four, painful. My, my face was just swollen. Uh, I actually went home the day after and went to a party, a friend's party that night, 18th birthday party. And I got more photos taken with me than the person whose party it was because my face was so swollen. <laughs> um, but I, I had a sore chest. I had a sore chest. And if anybody out there listening has had wisdom teeth taken out before and have felt like their chest has been sore in the days afterwards, I heard, because my chest was quite sore, like I'd been punched or hit hard in the chest, that the dentist uh, would have put, it was, a, it was a he, it was a male dentist, would have put his knee into my chest to get the leverage to get the leverage to pull the teeth out. Is this, have you heard of that happening before? No, I've never oh, heard really? of that. <laughs> really? No. Oh, this wasn't in, in camp, sure? camp. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm sure. When like, was this? This is I'm oh, 16 years ago. So it's quite a while ago. But I had a sore chest and a sw- small bruise like on my sternum. Uh-huh. And everybody was like, "Oh, yeah, they put they'll put their knee into your chest to well, get the, the leverage." Well, the tools to get... have improved now, so we don't really need to do that <laughs> anymore. So you've never put your knee into the chest of anyone, or to get a bit of leverage to get a tooth out. Not really, no. And you've never heard of that happening. No. <laughs> I, st- I feel like you're holding something back. I feel like, like it's a it's a dentist do... secret that you can't. It... You're sworn to secrecy, like at your meetings you have. You like never mention that we stick the knee into the chest. Do not, no matter under what circumstances, <laughs> don't break. All right. I, I, I'm not sure whether I believe you or not. you absolutely certain there's never knees Yeah, in. like the most I'll do when I'm pulling a tooth out if I'm, if the patient is, you know, if I'm sitting down, the most I'll do is I'll, I'll stand up and I'll put the dental chair up so that you get a bit more leverage. Oh, okay. So you do the extraction standing right. up. That sounds all by the book though, doesn't it? Just mm. putting a chair up. All right, next one. Truth, these are dentist's secrets. Um, how often should we get a dental checkup? Every six months. 
see, six months, are you just saying that, is that another secret thing you've been told to say because... Is that is that real or do you just, is that just like a money grab by dentists? Do we actually need to go? Are you asking that for yourself? Because I noticed you haven't booked in for your <laughs> six monthly checkup. What? And, and this is not my secrets. This is dentist secrets we're doing right now. Please, um, I look. I do need. Yes, I do need to go in and get my checkup. But should I go and get it because it's been after, more than six months? Is it? Is that a real thing? Yes, because um, then it takes it takes that time to look for you know any any cavities or um, you know especially when people don't floss they might get cavities in between the teeth or failed fillings and so on. So um, it's good to have them checked out before it turns into something nasty. Right, and and so six months is the time because I have a friend. I I got a friend. I reckon he hasn't been to the dentist for. He said 12 years, so that that would have to be three years ago. So 15 years, he hasn't been to the dentist. Like, he's in constant pain because his teeth – no, I'm kidding. (laughs) He's never had a problem. Like, so – and you see a lot of people like that. Well, he wouldn't know if he has a problem or not, would he now? (laughs) But he's not not in pain or anything, though, and he brushes Mm. his teeth maybe once every couple of days. That's good. (laughs) Maybe he's just lucky. Yeah, right. Okay, so there's a bit of luck involved. Bit of luck involved. Some people just um some some people are prone to decay, some people aren't prone to decay and oh, you know, okay. they just they don't come. Is that hereditary or is it just luck of the draw? It could be hered- hereditary, it could be your diet, could be anything. Ah, okay. Next one, how often should we floss? Is this cuz I you know, you see people say every day, you know, flossing, but is that, you know, so how long should how often should we floss? Well, it's good to floss once a day because your toothbrush doesn't exactly clean in between your teeth. Right. But if someone's really, you know, often we say once a day and if someone does it once every two days, it's it's good enough. Ideally, it should be once a day. <laughs> but, see, this is my question. Are you being paid, is there dentist, are you getting money from floss foundations to say that so we spend more money on? Not at all. Okay. All right. This is some good secrets we're uncovering here. Uh, the last secret I've got on this sheet here is how often should we brush? I brush uh, every morning and then before bed. Is that standard? Yep, that's standard. That's correct. Mm. Most people don't brush, you know, well enough just to brush once a day. So ideally it should be twice a day. And also you get that fluoride dose right. twice a day. And how long should the average brush last? Two to three minutes. And it should be a soft toothbrush. Oh, here we go. This is an inside. Why not? Hard, is a hard toothbrush is bad? Um, hard toothbrushes can cause a little bit of gum recession. Oh. Brush away the gum a little bit. I have a medium. What about what's a? Is that no good? Depends on how you're brushing. You know, if you're pushing too hard or if you're gentle. Yeah. But ideally, a soft. Interesting, soft mm. toothbrush from a dentist. That's good to know. I wonder why they. Still sell hard toothbrushes then. If I don't dentists know. recommend softies. Well maybe we just recommend soft toothbrushes so you don't clean properly and then you have to come to us more. That's a joke. No, it's <laughs> Yes, now we're starting to get behind the curtain. You're listening to Taking It Easy with Daniel Connell. All right. Uh, back to let's go back to when you've got a patient in the chair, right? Do you get many people that faint 
at either the side of a needle or uh, just from the pain, anything like that? Yeah, well, time to time, now and again. I've probably had two or three people faint in the chair in the last seven years. Oh, that's um, not as high a turnover as I thought. I yeah. thought you'd be I thought you'd be doing you'd be seeing one fainter per month. That's what I was thinking. One and one they're both guys, so one one fainted at the side of the needle. Yeah. And the other one um, was nervous for his tooth extraction. It was a top wisdom tooth, it was quite straightforward. Mm-hmm. And he fainted after I pulled the tooth out and he looked at his tooth. Ah, uh, the sight. The sight it's of his It's pretty tooth. gross yeah. and huge. It, wisdom teeth are obviously massive compared mm-hmm. to, I know, because I've had a knee in my chest to get them out. Um, so you obviously didn't put your knee in the chest to get that wisdom teeth out. Was he fainting from the pain of the knee in the chest? Was that what he was fainting from? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. There's no knee in the chest. <laughs> Really harping on about that knee in the chest. We'll get to the bottom of it before this podcast is over. Uh, all right, next question. Back in the chair. The orange glasses you make us wear, us civilians, is that just for your entertainment? I feel like <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they're not. I feel like you could just we could just wear our own sunglasses. Surely you, you can. Oh, we. <laughs> So what, those orange it's welding just, glasses. It's just most people don't want to get their nice sunglasses, you know, dirty at the dentist in case, you know, oh. the water goes flying or whatever yep. goes flying. Yeah. Or any decay or grime. I think I'm going to wear my own sunglasses from now on. You can do. Okay. Everybody at home, there you go. We'll just crack that. No more orange glasses at the dentist. Um, do many? Oh, here's another one. Do many people freak out like like panic attacks, things like that when they're in the chair. Because, I, I, you know, sometimes when I'm, I get a feeling, you know, you get a feeling or obviously you've treated me for Invisalign as well. Uh, when you get molds done for your teeth or there's a lot of stuff going on in your mouth and you're struggling to breathe through your nose, you think, oh, I can't breathe at the moment. Like you panic a little bit. Do you get people that just fully start throwing their arms around? And Yeah, we get a few people that panic now and again, especially with that top mold. Yeah, because people feel like they can't breathe yeah. through their mouth. Well, there's a little plastic flap at the back that sort of covers your windpipe, which I feel like is a design flaw. But I didn't mention to you that, that to you at the time, but I thought I'd save it for the <laughs> podcast. But maybe let Invisalign <laughs> Some people do panic, you know, oh, even when you're doing a filling at the site of the needle. and Yeah. And um, we, I try and put them at ease. Is there an alternate? There's not really an alternate for someone who wants to get a filling, no needles. So you, you rub that, you rub a, a numbing agent on the gum, don't you? As well, well? S- some people don't even get numbed up for a filling now. Just and again. take it. They just take it. Yeah. Some people. What? I don't, I don't. I've had patients that say I don't want a needle. So fine. N- unbelievable. Or, or if like, it's a really shallow just... filling, you don't. Do you think yeah, they maybe enjoy pa- they enjoy pain or they just maybe they just don't feel it their nerves. That's amazing. Yeah. I find that just the I, I you, you numb me up quite a lot and I still feel I couldn't imagine not having any sort of needle numbing. Yeah, that is. Can you let me know next time someone so I can come in and watch that person? Um, Absolutely. I've got your number. <laughs> I'll give you a call. <laughs> Put it on your podcast. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about tooth health, right? Apparently, it's very important. 
Is it true that like a rotten tooth or just a hole in your tooth can make you feel like you've got a virus or something? That you is that possible? Um, no, not not usually. I suppose like some people can get quite intense pain from it and headaches, and so maybe they feel like they're fluey or something, and that they're not they're not they're generally unwell. Yeah. So um, depends on how deep the hole is. Yeah, we. I feel like tooth health is mentioned a lot. That you you know tooth. Having healthy gums and teeth can help you have a real healthy life. Is that is that linked, or is there? Can you I have rotten teeth so. and feel fine? Well, if you have rotten teeth, it probably doesn't look great. Right. Probably doesn't feel great because you can feel holes all over your mouth. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Risk of losing your teeth as well, and you need your teeth to chew. Good point. Mm, to smile. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. So, what uh, what sort of foods? Are the worst for your teeth? What foods should people really try to eat in moderation that are um, bad for your teeth? Sweets? Sweets. Drink-wise, Coke. I think Coke is pretty is bad for your teeth. Yeah, Just I feel like Coke's bad for everything, isn't because it? Because it's acidic and it causes dental erosion and it's got sugar. Yeah. So do you see your decay. Do you see many kids coming in that have just quite heavy on the Coke, drink Coke, and that, you know, their teeth are in a bad way because... You can work out that's what it is. And I heard orange juice is bad too, isn't yes, it? Yes, yep. Orange juice, um, orange juice is bad as well, um, especially the especially the ones with the added sugars. Yeah, to try and avoid sweet drinks. Yeah, if you must have it, have it with a straw. Really? Yes. I just yeah. so it gets straight past your teeth. Yeah. That's really... And then have, you know, have lots of water in between and afterwards. Yeah. Well, that's a good little tip. I never thought Same about that. Same as if you want to avoid staining. I always tell my patients, you know, it's 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 a bit hard to say no to coffee, you know. Mm. I'm not, I'm going to stop coffee. It's it's impossible. So, you know, have a drink of water afterwards. Rinse yeah. your mouth up with water. What about drinking coffee through a straw? Is that recommended? Yeah. I suppose you could. <laughs> Unless it's really hot coffee. Yeah, that'd be a challenge, wouldn't it? It's probably it? not, not great straw. if you're having hot food through the plastic, yeah. through a plastic straw. Yeah. I agree. What about best for your teeth? What are, what are the best things we can consume? Like you hear always, apples is a, but is that real? Yeah, apples, cheese, cheese, cheese is good. Cheese is milk. Cheese dairy. is good for your teeth. Yeah, dairy. Cheese is good for your teeth. Is that right? Yeah. I think a lot of people are going to be excited when they hear that. Cheese out is there. good for your teeth. Yeah. Bit of Mersey Valley. <laughs> Very good. So, so in, in general, like from patients you see uh, in the last seven years since you've been uh, a dentist, qualified dentist. Um, how's Australia's like dental health as a whole? Are we are we pretty good as a country with our with our dental health? Are we um, as a country, I think we are pretty good. I have a cousin that is a dentist in India, and the the type of work that he sees is um, is pretty crazy compared to what we get. Oh, okay, um, what sort of stuff would he be working on more than you would be? Lot lots more. Decay. He sees a lot more decay, a lot more rotten teeth, and so yeah. on. Um, but is that we we the, are generally, you know, more educated as a nation. But there is a a portion of the nation that it, maybe they don't care or um, right. Yeah. So do you find a low lower socioeconomic background is correct? Yeah, is lower socioeconomic with? background. Right. Yeah, definitely. And, and there's people out there that just say they're too busy to brush right. and floss. Yeah. I've had patients like that. So like wealthy yeah. people that are just flat out with their jobs. 
Correct, yeah. Don't have the time. Couldn't they pay someone to brush their teeth for them? I suppose they could. Mm. Do you have any interest to go and work overseas? To It sounds like that would be quite a challenge to work in dentistry in India if it's, um, you know, it's, it's a lot more worse than here. Or it, it, obviously the money probably wouldn't be. Um, I guess, yeah, definitely the income might be lower because they charge a lot less for a filling. Mm. Definitely a filling there might be 40 or $50. And I know a filling here starts from generally, you know, 150 to 200 Yeah, will be the starting price for a filling and then they can range up to 400 to 500 depending on the wow. dental practice, yeah. Yeah. Have you, and all the places you've worked, is that pretty is – it, is there places that bump the price up because of its location or it's, you know – I think the pay. Um, it was pretty much generally 150 standard for a basic filling everywhere. 150 to 200. Um, the cost does depend on the location. Right. Yes, yeah. So down here in fancy Port Melbourne, where we are today, is it a bit more expensive? I'd say it's pretty reasonable for Port Melbourne. Oh, yeah. That's good. Good to know. What about uh, what's the most painful procedure someone can go through in the chair? I think it's probably um, a tooth extraction, in particular, say if it's a, a surgical extraction, not you know, not a straightforward one. Right. So, it, as in, if, yeah. And even if they don't feel too much during the procedure, maybe they might have, you know, a little bit of discomfort afterwards, like yourself. You're right. You said you had a swollen face. Oh, of course. Mm. After the wisdom teeth, that was and a sore chest, of course, from yes. We we and don't know what from now. I know they could possibly have a sore chest as well. Well, I know what it was from, but um, you're denying it, but that's fine. Um, does the, does the drill like the drill? Obviously, people would dread the drill. Yeah. It, it sounds painful. Does the drill need to sound like that? Surely, we've got technology now that can put some sort of sound muffling. Noise. Surely there's a silent drill. Do you just use the, those drills? Is there a silent drill out there, but you all refuse to use it because you, you love how much it scares the shit out of people? Well, there's no there's no drill that's more silent than this, but there is dental lasers, so you can use lasers to remove cavities. But, but oh, the thing is they don't... Get this on the down low. They don't, you obviously don't have it at where I go to see you. No, they're not really worth the investment because they don't completely remove cavities. At the end, you have to use a drill anyway. Ah, uh, okay. So you could do the majority of it with a laser, but you have to finish it off with a normal drill, drill anyway because it doesn't completely remove. Yeah, right. And the, there's different – do you use – because you've got your drill and then you've got your cleaner. Is it the same instrument just with a different head, like a, like a proper drill, like a, a – uh, clean, do you mean the cleaner to clean the teeth? You know that grinder that knocks all the it's that real grindy one when you put it on the teeth, your whole head vibrates. You know that one? Yes, I know that one, and I know the feeling. Yeah. So is that? Do you just change the heads like a? No, they're different ones. So there's a slow speed one and there's a high speed one. So the high speed one probably feels less grindy, and the slow speed one probably feels right. a little bit more. And are you, are you paying for that? Uh, is that your own equipment that you take in every day or is that supplied by wherever you That's supplied you by where we yeah. work generally, yeah. Do you know how much they cost, those drills, if you were to buy one and just start a practice like a hairdresser in the backyard? I haven't looked into it, but I presume the handpiece could be close to could be anywhere between 500 to to $1,000. Right. Have you ever thought and about the, that, just opening like a bootleg backyard dentistry? Because I feel like you'd, you'd – you'd, meet enough patients just that trust you and you'd be like, just come over to my house. It's a bit cheaper. Pay cash. Get it done. Or are you worried you might get caught? I haven't really even thought about doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather just go home and not think about teeth. <laughs> 
Fair enough. Yeah, keep it keep it separate. I guess you don't want it at home. Um, what what procedure did you do you enjoy doing the most? Like, what's something that you look forward to when someone comes in, opens their mouth? You're like, oh, good, I get to do this. Is there one particular pr- procedure that is enjoyable over the others? I guess I enjoy the most um, Crown and Bridge. Crown and Bridge. Explain yeah. what's what happens in Crown and Bridge. Sounds like a card game. It's when you um, when you pre- when you prepare a tooth for a dental crown uh, that covers the entire tooth and protects the tooth. Mm-hmm. So I enjoy that. Um, I'm getting into a bit of implant surgery, so I'm enjoying oh. that too. So this is where is that where you drill into the skull and then jawbone, jawbone, and then you've got a. You like you just screw it in. Like the tooth's got a, a yeah. screw on it, and you just screw you, it up into you, the. You um, you put a titanium screw. You um, you place that in the bone. Yeah. And you wait for it to heal, and then you um, put an artificial tooth on top. Wow, is that expensive? Sounds expensive. It is expensive. Yes, correct. It's because. Is that com- why you enjoy it as well? Because you're getting some sweet cash. No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> it's just something new and interesting, and mixes things up a bit. Okay. And yeah. um, it allows us to give the patient a different treatment option as well when they have a missing tooth. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. I, I feel like if you had, so if, you, if, you're, if you've got like four or five teeth missing and you chose that, you'd be looking at what, 2,000 a tooth or something like that? Three to 4,000 a tooth. Whoa. God. That's really an incentive to brush and floss, isn't it? Correct. Yes. Mm. That's why I tell everyone to fl- floss and brush, but some people just don't yeah, listen. Right. What about the least favourite procedure you would do? The least favourite. Would it just be fillings because you're doing them all the time or? No, I don't mind doing a filling. The least favourite procedure is probably making um, making removable dentures. <laughs> so so I'm guessing you, you have to take a mould of the person's mouth. Yeah, for missing teeth. Yeah. And then we design a denture. We send that design to the lab and they construct. A denture yeah. for us Just to replace like two the or three teeth. teeth hanging off. Yeah, that. correct. Yeah, I don't mind making partial where there's a few teeth missing, but I don't really, I don't particularly enjoy making a, a full set of dentures for someone with absolutely no teeth. Yeah, right. So what's what's the what's the downside of it? Is it just a long process or? It's a long process, and um, do you hate looking at mouths? A lot of with people no teeth? don't like new dentures. That's the. That's, oh, I've heard that. So it's they, not really yeah. the, the protocol. It's really, um, you know, if the patient is used to a certain set of teeth, it's quite hard to replicate that straight away. Yeah, they, I've heard they feel really, your mouth feels really full and like they feel too big. Initially, and then we have to adjust it and get it right. So it's quite fiddly. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And then is there, what do you put some sort of like a glue on the top of your mouth, don't you, to make them stick? If they're not retentive by themselves, yes. Right. Yeah. Oh. But we try and get good retention from the start so they don't have to use too much glue. Yeah. And we, as you normally know, dealing with, with elderly patients for that? Yes, yeah. yeah. Another incentive to brush your teeth, isn't it? So you don't have to get dentures later in life. Correct. And deal with an upset Namisha who doesn't like doing it. Um, <laughs> I don't get upset too easily. <laughs> uh, what about embarrassing moments in the dentist? Have you ever had... Uh, like somewhere, maybe you've you've pulled, you know, you've got the the X-ray around the wrong way, and you've pulled the wrong tooth out on the wrong side of the head. Any classics like that, or any other embarrassing moments where you've maybe need someone in the chest and forgotten about it, or <laughs> um, 
yeah, have you done anything that you've been embarrassed um, about? I remember my first, my very first dental checkup in dental school. So um, when you do a checkup, you chart everything and you get your demonstrator and you come over and check that you've put everything correctly in the dental chart, you know, what's on what tooth and so on. Um, so I remember doing the dental checkup and I'm thinking, this is pretty good, everything's sound. Yep. And I said all the, and I wrote down all the teeth numbers and I wrote down sound next to all the teeth numbers. And then I was ready to get my demonstrator to check. And just before I got got the um, got the tutor, the patient pulls out their full set of denture, puts it in my hand and goes, did you want to have a look underneath? <laughs> <laughs> so that's probably where your dislike of dentures comes from. It's probably. probably. Flashbacks to that <laughs> so I'll never forget that moment <laughs> and my jaw dropped. Why didn't they tell you that before you... It seems like it's more maybe on them, the maybe the patient was having a laugh too. Yeah, that sounds like a classic <laughs> stitch up. Yeah, because I knew it was my first dental check. <laughs> I was I was uh, I was twenty years old at the time. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned their teeth numbers, so I yeah most people wouldn't know, but each teeth is called something, isn't it? Like a it's got a, is it a letter and a number? Okay, it's a number. It's, right. It's a number. And, and how many teeth should we have in our head? 28 teeth generally if you've yeah. had your wisdom teeth removed. Moved, that's me. I actually had, how's this, when I was a kid, I was about 14 and I had too many teeth on my bottom bottom jaw, bottom bit. <laughs> I had the four across, you're supposed to have four across yes. the, I had five, like it was an extra one going out of the side. I remember you told me that. Mm. Is that a common, am I? It's not common, that, but oh. it does happen. Yeah. Yeah. What would cause that, like? Genetics and oh, okay, yeah, it's nice to know. Um, I have three now. I had to take. I had to get two taken out to I make know, room. Yeah. Oh, you do know that because you're my yeah. dentist. I probably didn't need to tell you that, but I remember that when we were doing your Invisalign mm. <laughs> Nice plug there. Yeah. Um, not getting any money for that, unfortunately. What What are your two front teeth called? Central incisors. Central incisors. That's good. Uh, what about dodgy dentists? I want to talk to you about dodgy dentists because every now and again you'll see on the news someone's done something dodgy, backyard dentists or um, you know they've knocked a patient out and the patient's come to with a sore chest, <laughs> things such as this. Have you ever come across dodgy dentists? Yeah, I have. Um, I've met a dentist before um, who, who, who was dodgy. So basically you just stay away from those kind of people, <laughs> just avoid them. <laughs> Say in the comedy scene, so I do stand-up comedy, uh, if there's someone dodgy in the scene, word gets around pretty quick, you know, yeah, just watch out for that. Around. Is that the same in the dentist yes, world? Correct. You, you know, word uh, whispers go around the, the, you know, the mask comes down off your face and whispers start, you know, correct. watch out for this. All the um, all the colleagues and everyone we meet, we talk about them and, you know, they're mm. generally well-known amongst so, us. So, so they, they get more famous than us hard-working dentists. <laughs> But probably less business. Less, yeah. Uh, do you do you stick together then? That's that sort of leads me into that question. Do, you, do dentists sort of do you have like dentist catch ups with other dentists? Yeah, I have other dental friends that we have we have catch ups with, and I've got some friends um, that around the world as well that I've made from going to conferences, and right. you know we try and talk about going to another conference together and so on. Yeah. Is there uh, like dentist unions that you all are in? Or yeah, there's there's well, if you're interested in you know 
in a particular area, like if you're interested in root canal treatments and, you know, doing endodontic work, there's, you know, the Endodontic Society, there's the Prosthodontic Society, there's different societies for little specializations and, you know, little um, societies if you're interested in implants that you can join and get together for meetings and lectures and ongoing learning. So if someone was to become a dentist, like if someone is listening out here that's in year 12 and they think dentists might be for them, you don't feel alone once you're... Once you go out on your own, you still feel like you're part of yeah, you know, definitely people yeah. support you and you can be um, part of various associations and attend you know all their congresses and lectures and then you meet other people and discuss. So you're not sort of left there by yourself. And yeah. you, if you if you if you look, you will find help if you need help with cases and so on. Mm. So. And would you trust if you met a dentist at a conference that had bad teeth? Would you not trust them? Because I feel like. If you go to a dentist that has bad teeth, my trust is gone. No, I trust them. They're probably what? hardworking and they just don't have any time for themselves. <laughs> Most dentists should have great teeth. Every de- no, every dentist should have great teeth. They do. Is that, surely that's an unwritten law. Like, that's sometimes... bad for business. If you're, if I'm rocking up, say I rocked up to you and I was like, can I get a filling, please? And you just smile and you just got – you. Your central incisors are, gone, are missing. Because <laughs> that's your favourite yeah. tooth. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would be like, are, are they gone because of, you know, you've mismanaged them or did you get, you know, hit your face on a pool or something when you dived in, you know? So you'd I'd ask your know, dentist? I would want to know that. Yeah, I, would, I don't think I would trust a dentist with bad teeth. You've got great teeth. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that's why I trust you. <laughs> So what's next? What's next for you? What do you 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 work in a few different dentist places at the moment? Do you have aspirations to maybe open open your own dentistry one day? I do think about that. Yeah, one day I might try and open up my own if the right opportunity comes up. Right. So what yeah. would you need to fall into place for that? Because you, you you obviously have been working for seven years, so you probably met a lot of customers through the different places. Would yes. you say like? You'd find a practice and start whispering to all these people, I'm about to go out on my own. Let's get out, you know, leave this practice and follow me to this one. Is that how you just poach, uh, Well, poach you, can, you can get in trouble for that, for saying that. But if you ever wanted to go somewhere, you can say, you know, you, you can say I'm going somewhere else. I can't tell you where, but you can always Google me. Right. Yeah. yeah you okay. know, they can Google. There's, yeah. there's the internet nowadays, so... Yeah. Pa- patients can follow you, but you you should you should never say where you're going to a patient because you can get in trouble for that. Oh, yeah. oh not if the, only if they say something. Oh, yeah, only if they say something. And then yeah. you wouldn't want them to be a patient either, anyway because they've snitched you out. <laughs> um, are you when you Google yourself? Are you the only Namisha Bhatia in Melbourne? I think there's another Namisha Bhatia in Australia, what? actually, when I Google myself. Not a dentist, though. You do it often? <laughs> no, I've Googled myself once, <laughs> just to see what comes up. Yeah, right. And there are some reviews that come up on oh, various yeah. affiliations that I didn't even know, like like White Coat. People put reviews there. People put reviews on Is Health right? Engine. They have a lot of time on their hands. And were the reviews positive? They were good, which was good to see. That doesn't surprise me. I, I've had fillings from many dentists and you do fillings the best. I feel the least pain oh, wow. and most comfortable. So there you go. There's a good wrap. If anybody out there wants a filling, go and send them. When you open your own practice, so we don't want all the money going to other <laughs> practices now. Um, and where can people find you if they want to look you up? Uh, do, you, do you put many, like you're on Instagram? 
Do you put many photos of dentist-related things on Instagram? No, but maybe I should start doing that. Oh, yeah. You yeah. never know. You could get, get a little start on like Better Homes and Gardens or one of those shows where they, you know, they have a doctor or a dentist that they I can maybe create an segments. Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Dent, call it knee in the chest yeah. at Instagram. I will. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to let everybody know your Instagram handle so people can follow you? My Instagram at the moment is just called Namisha Bhatia. It's just my name. <laughs> All right. No worries. I'll, I'll plug that in the bits after this. It's my personal one, but you're welcome to follow me. <laughs> and have you got any practices you'd like to plug where, where people can maybe come and get a filling off you at the moment? Yes, at Port Melbourne Dental Care on um, 256 Bay Street. Okay. So come down, check it out. Check it out. Great with... Extractions. Great with everything. everything. We do everything. Implants, yeah. cosmetic dentistry, um, general dentistry. Excellent. Family. Yeah. Yeah. Great. All right. Well, that's it. Thanks very much for spending the last 45, 50 minutes in the car. We it worked out all right in the end. It did. Yeah. And thanks for taking it easy with me today. Thanks, Dan. No worries. Take it easy. Hey, thanks for listening. If you'd like to get some work done by Dr. Bhatia, you can head to the Port Melbourne Dental Care. Uh, if you'd like to follow her on Instagram, she's at Namisha Bhatia uh, or Namisha12. Uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, please tell your friends. Uh, if you've listened on iTunes, make sure you subscribe, uh, give it a rating and leave a comment. That'd be nice. Uh, and for not iTunes, send your friends uh, to the podcast page on my website, danielconnell.com.au. All my upcoming stand-up shows are there as well under the gig section. Uh, And finally, if you're ever on Facebook, give my Facebook page a like, which is Daniel Connell Comedy. Cheers. We'll see you next time. Take it easy.